So I wanted to get started and share with you guys a couple of important, uh, now that we have like the announcements out of the way, here's an important announcement. Um, now that I see my husband's on yesterday, last night, something happened. We got a, we got a rooster y'all. We got a rooster. And this is important because this is actually my broadcast and, and it's important to me so I can talk about it. And um, actually, let me should probably lock that door so he doesn't come down here. But we got a rooster last night. Uh, if you don't know, I have five chickens. And I didn't choose. <laughs> I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. <laughs> the farm girl life has chosen me. Uh, we got five chickens. And then last night we got a rooster. And I just found out that he's actually a teenager. Uh, he's probably like eight pounds and he's going to get up to about 25 pounds. And this is important because I can hear my husband coming downstairs. This is important to start off this broadcast to get everybody in the right mindset to receive from the anointing. Because God is going to do something in your life today. And Father, we just pray right now. How are you going to talk about roosters on your broadcast? I don't know what you're talking about. We were just about to pray. Yeah. So. You got to pray for these roosters. Let me tell you what. I can do that because this is Balor. This is my thing. Listen, this is Balor hour. You can't come down. Listen, to, I don't do this anymore. If you, if you want her to talk about roosters, you, you, should just, you should just make a new podcast. Farm, farm girl, Sarah, Sarah V's farm life, and you could minister to all the chickens and all the roosters. How are you gonna come down here? That's all this I gotta say. My, I'm gonna lock that door. You can't. I'll get the key. This is my thing. How are you? All right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I can talk about this. Wife. This is ministering to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm me. Lock the door so I don't come back in. Yeah, lock the door, please. I don't. Can y'all believe that? Can y'all believe that? I mean, what's he? I don't. Sarah V's Farm Life Podcast. You know what? I'm going to highly consider this now. <laughs> I'm going to highly consider this because it's not being talked about. It's not being talked about enough. I'll tell you that. Mostly because probably not a lot are interested. But I'm going to let you know right now. It's not being talked about enough. Having a farm, living on the land is not being talked about enough. <laughs> so, and I'll let you know right now, because people ask, like, does owning chickens affect your love for chicken nuggets? A hundred percent does not. Does not. I will eat uh, chicken nuggets, chicken strips, uh, Chick-fil-A, anything. Anything that has to do with chicken, especially if it's got a good barbecue sauce. And is breaded in breadcrumbs. <laughs> I'll eat it. So we're going to get into this because before my husband, I felt like we were going somewhere before my husband came in and interrupted. We're going to get into this. I titled this today, No Free Rent. No Free Rent. And if you're, uh, if you saw the notification, you know, you're probably thinking like, what's she talking about? Are they, you know, whatever. I'm going to let you know. No Free Rent. We're going to be getting into this. I'm still, we need to revive private farm ownership. 
Philip, you know what, though? Like, just a couple broadcasts ago, we were coming up with some great ideas. Tomato sweaters. I'm not going to forget that. Tomato sweaters. Like, we come up with, like, this is like a board meeting, and we come up with some great ideas in these in these chats. Hello, Danielle. Thanks for hopping on. Like I, my mother, my mother in love is here. Uh, we were just talking about roosters, Ma. Uh, but we come up with this is like a board meeting. Like we come up with some really great ideas on on what uh, to do in today's world. So, Father, Father, help, help me. Help me preach your word today, God, and not get distracted by my chickens. Amen. So we're talking about no free rent. What is, okay, let me tell you something. I started, uh, I started doing this because, you know, it's summer and all the bugs like to, especially if you live in the Midwest, all the bugs like, and I'm going somewhere with this, please. <laughs> um, they all come out of, of everywhere. Uh, if you live in the Midwest, if you live in the farmlands, if you live anywhere like me, you could see some serious bugs. When you're gardening, you see bugs. So uh, I occasionally um, have seen a couple spiders here and there in my house, and that's my house. And so I started doing this out of like a joke to kind of get over the, like I'd be home and I'm not, you know, afraid of bugs by any means in Jesus' name. And so I would start, you know, taking them out one by one. And I would, I would like yell, no free rent. No free rent. You, you're not, you don't get to come in my house and live in my house and, and just be rent free. You don't get to do that. So I started, you know, taking out some spiders here and there. Uh, as we're, you know, unpacking still a uh, couple things. And, and I would, and I would just, you know, take them out and I would yell, no free rent. And so the Lord started speaking to me in the oddest, I mean, he reaches us where we're at. Amen. It was like the oddest way, but I started thinking, cause we hear that saying of, you know, watch, don't give free, uh, real estate in your mind. Don't, don't allow the enemy to have free real estate in your mind. Don't allow your thoughts to just wander. Don't allow the enemy to have any, any free, free rent in your mind. And it started, I started, you know, meditating on those scriptures of guarding your mind and, and guarding your thoughts. And I started thinking, you know what? No free rent. No free rent for the enemy. No free rent for uh, thoughts that uh, are not godly or not from God, for anxiety, depression, um, you know, fear, uh, financial worry, uh, none of that gets free rent in my mind. And I started thinking about that, you know what, no free rent. You don't get to just come in my mind uh, and, and start putting on fear and anxiety, well, what if you don't do this right, or what if you don't get this done, or what if you do this, or that, or this, or that, and you're not even paying rent. You're not even benefiting me. It's not, it doesn't benefit me. It's not uh, accelerating me. It's not, you know, it's just trying to take over and live there for free. And I said, you know what? That doesn't get to happen. That doesn't get to happen. I don't get to think about things that are going to cause me to fear, 
that are going to cause me to worry, that are going to cause me to, to go spiral down into a, a depression or um, a mood or uh, emotion, like none of that. And so I started thinking about those things of, of what are we supposed to be thinking about and, and taking hold captive thoughts in our mind. Because I want to say, you know, just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's your thought. And I can't think of the man of God that that explained that. But it, you know, it's just because something comes in your mind, you have like a thought. Doesn't mean you have to own that thought, take ownership of it, allow it to live in your mind, allow it to, you know, have a free room in your mind. And that could be something um, along the lines of of uh, a situation that you don't know what the outcome's going to be. So you start pondering on it and you start thinking about it and you start, you know, nervously getting into, you know, this whole spiral of things that could be, it could be anything, you know, you could be hit with something unexpected and start having all these thoughts that start coming in your mind and you start, before you know it, you're picturing yourself, uh, in, in places where you allowed your mind to go that you should have never even touched that territory. You know, people with anxiety, you know, they they own the anxiety and then every situation they started having anxiety about, like, you know, they have a fear of heights, but now they're, you know, driving and they're crossing a bridge. But now they're letting their mind wander. You're letting your mind uh, go where it wants to go. So you're driving over a bridge and now you're thinking, oh, the bridge is going to collapse and then I'm going to fall. And then how am I going to open the windows? And then am I going to live? Am I going to survive? When meanwhile, you're just on a drive. You know, but because that thought came into your head and you started allowing it to have free rent in your mind, now your your palms are sweating, you're 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 shaking, you feel nervous, and then what? Now you're afraid to drive. You know, I used to be afraid of uh, certain driving because, uh, and I was in like you know it it could have happened when when I was really young, and I was in like just a, a small small fender bender. And because of that, I let myself at a very, very young age become afraid of uh, family members driving. I didn't want to get in the car with them. I didn't want to uh, be in the, you know, I didn't want to go any, even if it was down the store. I was so, and I let that just like, because then I would start thinking as we were driving, we're going to run off the road. Uh, we're going to hit a car. We're going to hit a tree. Meanwhile, they're a great driver. Like we've never had you know, it was a small fender bender, but because I let that fear come in, I started pondering on those things. You know, you start, if you let, if you give the enemy a foothold, you know, my husband said this, if you allow the enemy even a foothold, he's going to come in and then he's going to invite his friends in. But that means you just have to allow him just a foothold. It says he's looking for just a foothold. That means just an inch, just a, a, a small little crevice is what the enemy wants to, t to just take over, to just take over your mind, take over your thoughts, take over your, your patterns, your, you know, and now, you know, and you see it, that's, that's what, that's how it starts. It all starts with, with just a thought, just a thought, you know, just, a, just meditating, just a, a, a thought. That's how, you know, people don't wake up and just go rob banks or, commit murder or you know I it just it starts it all starts one with a thought well what if you did that 
well, what if, what if, you know, and then it's all, you start meditating on it and it's, you know, and it doesn't even have to be that extreme because I know you're watching this and I know you're not planning to go rob a bank, but it could be something of, am I going to pay this month's rent? Am I going to, to be able to pay my, my car payment this month? Well, what am I going to do? And, and you start you start thinking on all of those things and allowing the enemy to just take over. Because then now you, you might have started thinking like, well, am I going to be able to pay my electric bill? To now you're like, you know, looking up on Amazon how much tents are because you, you've convinced yourself you're going to be living in a tent next month. You know, it all starts with a thought. And that's how the thought process works. It's like being, it's like scrolling on YouTube in the, in the, in the late night because you can't sleep. You know, one minute you're just looking up how to change a leaky faucet. Two hours later, you're learning how giraffes eat. I mean, you're just like, it's just, you're just on a scroll. You're on a, on a, on a spiral. And then next thing you know, it's like 2 a.m. And you're looking up stuff that you just like, well, how did I even get here? And that's because you allowed yourself to just keep on going and then it suggests a video and it's like, okay, here's, here's what you, we think you would like. And you know, you could be watching preaching and then the next thing you know, you're like, how far is Zimbabwe from my home address? <laughs> you know, like you just, you just think like, that's how, that's how it works. First, it starts with a thought. And if you don't take that thought captive, if it's not from God, if it's not in his word that we're going to read here, if it's not from that, then then it becomes the next thing, and then it becomes uh, more thoughts, and then it and and all of that could just be stopped right at the beginning. Nope, I'm not thinking on that. Nope, you know, even uh, an example, like even in marriage, you know, the the enemy uh, can lie to you um, and say, you know what, your spouse isn't really meeting your needs your uh, emotional needs, or your spouse, your spouse isn't really there for you, or, or you know what, your spouse, uh, he's doing like, or, you know, they're doing 95% of, of what you need, but this 5% you can actually find in, in someone else, and then you start allowing the enemy to come in your mind like that, and start planting these seeds, and these thoughts, and you start thinking about them, and then, you know, you're waking up thinking about them, you're going to bed thinking about them, and then that's how, I mean, that's how, you know, that's how divorce happens. That's how people say, oh, we just fell out of love. You know, my husband, my husband was praying about this yesterday, coming against that, that spirit and that, those thoughts of, oh, well, you know, we just fell out of love. Well, how did that happen? Starts with, with a thought. Starts with you questioning, you know, and that's, and that's how the enemy works. You know, he made, he made Eve question herself or question. Did God say that? Did God say that? You know, he didn't just straight up tell her, like he, he made her get into her thoughts. Did God say that? Will that happen? You know, and that's how the enemy can come in. You know, did, did God call me to do this? Did God call me to hear? Did God call me to marry this person? Did I, did I, you know, and that's why you have to take hold of that right in the beginning. You know, the Bible says that we take hold of those captive, we take captive those thoughts which means that it, God wouldn't tell you to do something if it were impossible to do. You know, cast down vain imagination. 
you know, and then and then in Philippians 4, 8, it says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. If it doesn't fit in that category, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. If it's not excellent and worthy of praise, it's not, ta- it's not getting free rent in my house. It's not getting free rent in my mind. It's not, it's, I'm not allowing it to control my, my day, my life, my circumstances. You know, it says in the Bible that, that when, we, when we become a new creation, when we accept the Lord into our heart, we are a completely new creation, something completely new. Not, not, something, not something old that was refurbished or that was, you know, cleaned up. It, no, completely new. Like old self, completely new, new self. And when we become a new creation, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says because Christ lives in us, we have the mind of Christ. We have, and, and that's so important because so many people want to speak over themselves death and, and defeat and doubt. Well, I'm not smart enough to do that. Well, I can't figure out how to do that. Well, I would never be able to do that. Or I can't, I can't, you know, and that's the thing is that you now have the mind of Christ. You now have that helper to help you overcome that. Well, you know, the doctor said, I'll be on antidepressants the rest of my life. Well, you know, the doctor said, my anxiety is, is, is never going to go away. Well, you know, all of these things, but, but you have become a completely new creation. You have ability to take hold of, take captive those thoughts before they even infiltrate your mind. And that's what the Bible's saying. And, and, it, and the Lord doesn't give us something that's impossible to do and then just watch us, you know, mess up and mess up and mess up and, and fail and fail and fail because it's impossible to complete. No, we are the ones that have to get in line with his word and take hold of those thoughts. You know, the Bible also says, talks about renewing your mind, which I had... One second. It says in Second Corinthians ten five, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It also talks about how God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has given us a sound mind. But there is one more. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? If you're not renewing your mind... If your mind's not being renewed, you will conform to the pattern of this world. What is the pattern of this world? Fear, depression, anxiety, worry, doubt, um, 
you know, suicidal thoughts. Oh, well, I can't get out of this. There's no way I'll get out of this. Uh, you know, all of these things, that's the, the, the pattern of this world, the just going with the flow, going with what the world says. Well, you know, uh, this is, this is an impossible situation and no one in the world, you know, is able to, you know, in the world, in the natural realm, I don't see how it's going to happen, but that's the part where we renew our mind because we're not of this world. And a lot of times it happens and, and, and no one's exempt from from being uh, put into an autopilot mode. You know, if you're not careful, if you're not watching over your, your mind and your life and your day-to-day, you will be on an autopilot mode. What is that? I call it the, I call it, I call it the autopilot because you're just, on, you're just cruising. You're just cruising. You're not, you know, looking around. You're not thinking about anybody else. You, you don't have eternity on your mind. You don't have, you're just, you know, you're going, you're doing your errands, you're going home, you're going to bed, you're, you're waking up, you go to work, you, you, you say hi to someone, you go home, you go to bed, but you don't have eternity on your mind. You don't have, uh, your thoughts renewed. You don't have, um, you know, you're not, you're not confessing over yourself daily. You're not speaking life over yourself. You just see people how they are and not how God sees them. You know, you just you just think, oh well, I'm subject to this world and and what this world has. I'm subject to to debt and and fear and all of these things. When when the Bible says we're not of this world, we're not supposed to conform to this world. We're not supposed to fit in. Oh well, I don't want to be a radical and and on and and be you know exiled because I'm a radical. That's what we are called to do. And if you're not thinking about this hourly, daily, you know, you then you're letting yourself go on autopilot mode. If you're not thinking of of winning souls and 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 being on fire for God and what can I do to to make my life count on this in this world before I before I cross over into eternity, before I breathe out my last breath. You know, what am I going to do? So I hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. What am I going to do to make to when I have to show what I did in this world to when I stand before the Lord and 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 everything I don't want to be there and him show me, well, this is what I had for you. You know, if you would have if you would have been obedient, if you would have done this, if you would have went here, if you would have said this to this person, you know, this is what I would have had for you. This is what you could have had. These this is who you could have reached. This is the influence I had for you. Because we get in this mundane day-to-day life of, of, you know, this is all, this is all I'm, I'm going to do in this life. You know, I'm just a, a homemaker or I'm just a, uh, you know, I just work my shift at Walmart and I come home and that's all I'm going to do. You know, or I can't afford uh, college or an education, so this is just my lot in life and, and this is the hand I was dealt, you know. And you see it, you see, I mean, we see it, we go everywhere we just went this weekend. People are stressed out. People are hurting. People are so, you know, like we, we met a lady who beat cancer and she was telling, cause she was so frustrated that, you know, people aren't working and, and they're uh, d- working double shifts cause people won't go work. And she was telling us that she, you know, got, my husband was ministering to her, like God loves you. He has a plan for your life. And she's like, well, I believe that cause, uh, I, I beat cancer, uh, twice. And then in the same conversation, she's talking about when it rains, it pours. Oh, you know, when it rains, you know what they say, when it rains, it pours. 
You know, you're going through, like, drive throughs and, and pe- employees are just mad. They're just, you know, hate their life. <laughs> they just, like, because that's what they've conformed to this world. People, people who don't understand the kingdom principles, the, king, the people who don't understand they have a calling on their life, that there's a God who loves them, that, that they have so much more in life. People who don't understand this and get this revelation just think, this is my lot in life. And Christians who aren't renewing their mind, who aren't keeping, keeping hold of the, of the focus, they, they start to conform to that pattern. This is just my lot in life. This is just all I'm going to be. This is all I'm going to do. Meanwhile, meanwhile, it could just be uh, a certain season you're in. You know? Like, I understand the, the, where we're at right now is, gonna, is going to look different in a year from now or in two years from now. You know, where we're at with our ministry is going to look different. I understand that we're not, you know, we're in this spot right now. We're not going to be here next year. We're not going to be in the same spot five years. You know, we're not, we're not, we don't plan to just be stuck. And I'm, and I'm not saying that we feel that. I'm just giving you an example of, of you have to constantly be growing. You have to constantly be planning. You have to constantly be thinking ahead. Okay, what am I going to do if this is my, if these last five months, the Lord is coming back, you know, in this next year, if the Lord is coming back. What is my goal? What is my plan? What am I going to do for the kingdom of God before the Lord comes back? You know? He, and people think like, and, and because even there was a time when eternity became so real to me. I had gotten touched. And the Lord, like, revealed to me. And I said, um... I was thinking like, you know what, I like it was like eternity became so real to me. I was like convinced that the Lord was coming back that night. Like I was I was at a uh, um, a certain youth camp and uh, that I'm not going to it wasn't it wasn't an on fire youth camp. I'll say that um, because that will rule out any preconceived thoughts of what camp you might think I was at. Um, it wasn't an on fire place. And someone, uh, one of the leaders there, I was like crying the whole day because, you know, we were doing this like outreach, pop-up outreach thing. And I was crying the whole day uncontrollably because I was like, God is coming back. Like the Lord is coming back. And, and, and eternity became so real and souls and people came so real where it was like, I didn't care how much uh, money I had. I didn't care what I, uh, maternal things. I didn't care about any of that stuff. And a leader came up to me who was conformed in her and her mind, who was on autopilot. And she said, well, you know, they've, they've been saying that for a long time. You know, they've been saying, yeah, Jesus is coming back, you know, but they've been saying that for 2000 years, you know. And, and in that glimpse of a moment, it was like it, it, had, it had left. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, they have been saying that for a long time. But it became so real to me. And looking back, it was like you can tell that that this is why it's so important to be around Holy Ghost people who are going to edify you and build you up. Because in that moment, she took that that whole burning fire of we got to get these people saved. We got to do, you know, and because she said, well, you know, and and don't what I'm saying is don't be that. 
Don't live that life of, oh, I've heard it. Oh, I'm used to it. Oh, yeah, you know, all right, yes, you know, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to stir ourselves up. We need, don't be on autopilot. Don't allow your mind to be on autopilot. Renew your mind. Even if you got to confess in the mirror every day, I'm just passing through. This isn't my home. I'm just passing through. Live a life like that. Live a life where you're just so, you're, you're just obedient to what God says. If he says go, you go. If he says do, you do. You don't have any hangups or holdups. You just, you just live a life of, of being obedient to God. And know that God has everyone in different places and different levels and different seasons as much as I'm, I'm you know, different seasons. Like I know, you know, uh, for stay-at-home moms, their season is going to look different than uh, a pastor who's been in ministry for 40 years. But it's still ministry. They're still doing what God's called them to do. It's not about this person or that person or, or you know, if if the Lord has you uh, lifting up hands of other ministers or the Lord is calling people to lift you, your hands up. Like it, it, you can't compare where, where you're at with what God's called you to do, but understand that it's not it, where you're at right now. Isn't how it's going to be for the rest of your life. Understand that, that where you're at right now, God is going to call you to a, another level. God doesn't call us to stay stuck. We're constantly growing, constantly learning, constantly, and, and have your mind fixed on those things, fixed on the things of God, fixed on the kingdom. Have your mind constantly be thinking of what's next. Okay, Lord, what's next? You want me to learn this, Lord? All right, I'm going to take a, a, a minute. That's what, you know, when we went to Bible college, it was like, I knew I was called to ministry. I didn't go by a church and, and start preaching. No, what did I do? I took the steps. Okay, Lord, I'm going to to commit two years at the at this Bible college to to become equipped so that way I can go and serve another ministry. I didn't even start a ministry after ministry school. I went and served two more years for a ministry before we had even started our ministry. But in that time, in that season of Bible college, I wasn't thinking, well, I'm just never going to be on the stage with a microphone or I'm never going to preach the word or I'm never going to minister to people or I'm never like, I didn't think on those things. I thought, you know what, God, this is my season where I'm at. I'm going to do it with excellence and all that I can. And that, and then I'm going to go to the next one. And then in my, in our season of, of when we were lifting up the hands of another minister, I did it with excellence on all I could because Lord, I know this is where you've called me. This is what you have for me. And I know it's not going to be like this forever. And then the Lord's brought us here in this season where we're at to, to get even more equipped, to get uh, even more on the front lines of dealing with ministry and people and loving people and what does it mean to, to uh, be a minister. And the Lord's brought us here, but we know this isn't, this isn't forever. We know that this is, this is the Lord has us here for a reason, and the Lord has us here for for. Uh, the time to, to equip us because it's not, you know, preparation time is never wasted time, as I was taught. You know, being prepared is never, you know, equipping yourself is never wasted time. You know, I don't look at all the, those, the last four years of my life and think, what a waste. You know, I could have just got here overnight. <laughs> no, <laughs> 
I couldn't even like if I had to, if I had an, uh, which I'll do another broadcast on because otherwise we'll be here all day. But if I could show you the last six years of my life and how the Lord has equipped me to even come in here in this room where I'm I'm completely alone and talking to a camera and 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 you know or or preaching in front of people like it it the Lord took time to equip me to do that. I couldn't even look people in the eye. I was so incredibly uh shy. I couldn't even like people could come up to me. I couldn't even look them in the eye when when we talked. You know, I would like look away and and talk and have a conversation like that, like riddled with like a nervous wreck. You know. To to then going and and leading you know so many people to the Lord. And I tell people all the time, it's not, it was not by my doing. It was just by my obedience and the Lord working in me. But I couldn't get to, to this level where we're at now if I hadn't done the things required. Just like we can't go to the next level where we want to go until we do the things that are going to be required. But I wanted to encourage you today to get off of autopilot. If you've been on autopilot mode, just say, Lord, I repent. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, help me. You know, when I catch myself, I'm quick to repent. I'm quick to repent. Even, you know, people think, oh, well, as a minister, shouldn't. You know, I all, if I catch myself thinking on something that's, that's uh, not from God, like fear, worry, well, what am I going to do? Well, the so-and-so called and, and so-and-so did this and so-and-so. You know, if I catch myself thinking, I snap, nope. I snap out, nope, I'm sorry, Lord, I shouldn't have thought about that. I'm sorry, Lord, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have even let my, my mind wander there. Lord, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even given the enemy a foothold. And say, by your power, God, I command every door that, that has been opened to the enemy in my life to be shut. In Jesus' name. I ex- if I'm experiencing something that's not from God, I'm, I'm, before I even go reach for an Advil, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord, if there's anything that I've done in my life that's opened a door, if I'm experiencing a uh, financial attack, uh, illness, uh, I mean, anything that's not from God, Lord, if there's anything I've done to bring this upon myself, maybe I shouldn't have, have ate 17 cannolis in a row. Lord, I'm sorry. That was my fault. Now I have an upset stomach. You know, like if there's any, I always make the correction, Lord, if there's anything I've done that's allowed this to happen and I repent and then I say, and Lord, if this is just something from the enemy, Father, I ask you right now to, to intervene. And that's how I pray. I pray over myself. Uh, if I start experiencing some uh, uh, emotions or, or, or sickness or, or thoughts, you know, And I say, Lord, I'm sorry I was on autopilot. Father, I'm sorry that eternity wasn't real to me today. Sorry I lived, I'm sorry, Lord, that I lived today just thinking about my own self and thinking about my problems and my issues and my worries, and I didn't cast it on you, God. You know, don't let the enemy rob your day. You know, you wake up some. You you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, you're you're moody, uh, or someone. You know, your spouse is moody. Your kids are moody. Your parents are moody. Whoever this is for, you know, some something's happening. Don't allow the enemy to rob your day. 
make the correction if it's you and and pray lord i thank you father that this is your day this is your day that you've made put it in perspective you woke up this morning you still have purpose you know your heart your lungs your body just functioned through the night kept going you kept breathing you woke up a lot of people didn't but you did you woke up this morning you have life in you when you start when even when you start taking minutes to to be in the morning to be uh to show gratitude to god thank you father that i woke up thank you father i have a house thank you father i have a bed thank you father i have i have clothes i have running water i have food in my fridge Thank you, Father. When you start putting things into perspective, your whole day is different. Your whole day will be different. Because you're not, you're not concerned about uh, something coming in the mail when you've already you've listed off 22 things that you're thankful for. You know. Oh, I, I got a, uh, a fee on my water bill. All right, whatever. You know, it doesn't bother you like it would if you just wake up and you're not in the word, you're not renewing your mind. So I want to encourage you with that today. No free rent, no free rent in your mind for anything that's not of God. That's anything that's sent from the enemy. It doesn't get to live in your mind. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's not from God, it doesn't get free rent. It doesn't get to just stay in my mind. I'm not even, I'm not even worrying myself. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. You know, I'm going to sleep. I'm not even going to allow myself to go there. And if you catch yourself going there, you, nope, I'm not thinking about that. And then, and you know what I, uh, I like to do? I like to, um, just praise God. You know, if you ever find uh, that you can't stop thinking about a certain thought, just start praising God. Sing a song to him. Start speaking in tongues. You know, if you ever feel like you can't take something captive, you can't stop thinking about it, you just start singing to the Lord. That's what I do. I just start singing because why? I can't I can't think on those I can't keep thinking about thoughts when I'm trying to hit those notes. Amen. Huh? When I'm trying to hit those notes, I can't I can't be thinking about anything else. Cuz I'm trying to I'm trying to sing trying to sing to the Lord going all out you know I usually do that when I'm not around a lot of people but hey if I if need be catch me humming hmm? I'm distracting my mind from from anything sent from the devil because he doesn't get free rent amen let me pray for you father I thank you for every person watching right now Father, I thank you for every person who, whether live or on the replay. Lord, I thank you that that you reveal to them, Lord, the things that you have for them. Father, that you make eternity and the kingdom so real to us, even today, God. And Lord, if we've been on autopilot or if we've given the enemy uh, free rent in our mind, Lord, we repent and we thank you, Father, that that you are the redeemer that you can redeem our mind and redeem our time. And Lord, that from this moment forward, we are going forward thinking on things that are pure and lovely and excellent and from you in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for it. Now, I pray you bless everybody who's watching. I pray you you keep them. 
Father, that you bless them this week. Lord, let today be the greatest Wednesday they've ever had. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I want to say thank you, everybody, who joined me today. You can join us again Friday. My husband and I will be here 11 a.m. Friday. It's a great time. Uh, And if you like this episode and you uh, like podcasts, go check out the Sarah V podcast. We have lots of episodes on there talking about uh, the Lord's been having me talk on speak on your calling and and all of those things. Those are the most recent episodes, so you can catch it all there. Um, If you have a prayer request, you can go to our website. If you'd like to stand with us uh, and become a partner, or if you feel the Lord uh, speaking to you about uh, sowing a seed, you can go to mjvministries.com forward slash give. And it has all of the avenues uh, right there from credit card, PayPal, Cash App, check anything, you can go there. And we want to say thank you. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for partnering. Thank you for for being a part of our lives. We appreciate because 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 of your obedience in doing that, we're able to to do and 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 do quickly what God's called us to do. God calls us to to travel to places. God calls us to minister to people and win souls. And that's what that's what we that's what we do. And we're thankful that God has called people to partner up with us and they partake in that that blessing. You know, not a lot of people can can travel to places we travel or or minister to people we minister to, but they they partner up with us. They say, "You know what? I'm going to send you. I can't go." but I'm going to send you. And that's what, that's what our, our partners are doing. And they, and they reap a reward from that. They're, they receive a blessing from that, you know, and we, and, and we do the same thing. We are partnered with, with other ministries doing things that, that we can't do. We're partnered with feed the hungry and we feed this ministry feeds 50 kids every single morning, every single day. We feed 50 kids. Why? Because we can't go to the places across the world where those kids are being fed, but we partner to send someone to go. You know, I can't pack boxes of food uh, to send to, to different countries, or I can't fly to those countries and feed those kids, but I, I partner and send people to go. And then what? I'm able to say, you know what, Lord? We're feeding 50 kids every single day. I thank you. My, my, my fridge will never be empty. I will never go hungry because I'm putting the work of the kingdom first because that's close to God's heart. Winning souls is close to God's heart. Caring for, for the needy is close to God's heart. It's compassion. It's things that, that moves God. So when you partner with us, it's not just a, it's not just a, oh, well, you know, it's not something we take lightly. It's no, you're sending, you're sending evangelists into the world to win souls, get, bring in the harvest, minister to people, you know, bless the blessing communities, blessing people, outreaches, I mean, everything. So, uh, and that's all glory to God that he's brought us to do that. Amen. So I want to say thank you so much for watching this morning, this afternoon, about this afternoon now. And um, 
have a wonderful day. If you have uh, any prayer requests or anything, uh, testimonies, if you would like some of the new apparel, everything's on mjvministries.com. And if you go to mjvministries.com forward slash thank you, you can learn all about how you can get one of these shirts that I'm wearing. Oh, that you can't see. <laughs> one of these shirts that I'm wearing. Uh, we just got restocked on uh, Stand Before Kings. So if you'd like a copy, go to mjvministries.com forward slash thank you. And from our house, from our house, from our studio to your house. It's like this feels like home. This isn't, this isn't it. We want to say we love you, praying for you, and be blessed. And we'll see you Friday. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.